Where does that stink? That's you, is it? I, oh, man. It's like, did, did, what died in here? Should move on, move on. Did, did, did your dog take a poop? No, I think Dwight farted or something, and it has come down here like, <laughs> like a motherfucker, man. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh, wow. Dwight, Dwight, wow. bro, you can't, you can't crop dust when we're doing a show, man. He went upstairs. So that wafted from yes! uh, from upstairs. Yes! Oh well, then don't go to your your bedroom then for like thirty five to forty five minutes. Oh my god! Minutes. But when the when we had uh, oh god, we're going on. I'll cut all this. When we had Squish, she would go in the litter box and uh, use her litter box, and it would be stinky as fuck. And you would just be sitting in the living room. It would come down the stairs through right. the living room. So whoever might be sitting between the windows would get it first. And then I always sit on the far end of the couch from where I'm currently sitting. It would hit me and I'd be like, oh, shit. And then do I be like, what? I'm like, just wait. And then like a beat later, he'd get it like, oh, man, it would just it would just travel because of the flow, the airflow of the house with the AC or the heat on. Oh, my God. And in the bedroom, Dwight would be because he was close to the door. He's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, no, squish. What the fuck? And then it would hit me. So yeah, that whatever that stink is, it came down the stairs and just wham. Well, and it's clogged your nose. Listen to you. You sound <sighs> like you have a cold now. Because oh, oh I'm kind god. of plugging my nose and try not to breathe through my nose. Because oh my god. Breathe in your coffee. Oh, I should. Yeah. Well, welcome back to the watch list with Patty and Bill. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, and thank you. You can catch up on all of the back episodes of The Watchlist with Patty and Bill by going to thewatchlistpod.com. Engage with us on social media. We love talking to people. At symbol Pirate Alice. At symbol The Watchlist Pod. At symbol Bill Ivory Larson. And if you subscribe to us on Apple, please give us a five-star review. We would love it. Yes, we would totally love it. Oh, we would totally love it. So I wasn't so much of a slacker this week. I actually watched shit. Well, good. That's very good. You know, I have got to believe, and first of all, thank you to the 23 of you who listen. Yes, thank you so much. I have got to believe... Thank you so much, each and every one of you, especially Suzanne, who, shout out to Suzanne, who prompted me to talk about one of the things that I'm going to talk about today. All right. Uh, But we have got to grow this show because we're damned entertaining. We are fucking entertaining (laughs) as hell. We are. We're the shit. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I've got four things to talk about. Then we've got a lot of news to talk about, thanks to David. Shout out to David. Yeah. I've got four things as well. I'll try to make Excellent. it Excellent. All right. So let's go for a quick show today. Let's okay. see if we can get that done. All I'll right. Try. Go. So okay. the first thing I've got is from Amazon Prime. It's a series called Outer Range. Oh, that's new, isn't it? It's new. Dwight chose this. It stars Josh Brolin, Imogene Poots, and Lily Taylor, who I haven't seen in anything in a while. And Josh Brolin stars as Royal Abbott, a Wyoming rancher fighting for his land and his family, who discovers a mysterious black void in his west pasture. Wah, wah, wah. Following that, 
the arrival of Autumn, who is a girl drifter with a connection to Abbott's ranch. He lets her camp on their property. And meanwhile, uh, they're trying to deal with the disappearance of the daughter-in-law, who, and then he gets pushed further to the brink by this neighboring rival family ranch who are trying to change, you know, they've paid off the county assessor to say that this amount of your property is officially ours, even though they've had these ranches since the 1800s and never has there been any kind of a dispute over the land. Okay. And this void... So a sci-fi show? It's a Western sci-fi kind of show, yes. <laughs> this void it... that you drop something in and it's just gone. Does it work? It does kind of work. I'm interested in knowing what's going on. There is an okay. episode where he has, he has like that autumn girl pushes him into the void hole. And we see in a later episode what happened when he was in that void. Okay. And they're dropping one episode at a time. Right now there are four episodes available to watch. Or there okay. should be five now because it's the 30th of April. There are five right. episodes now to watch on Amazon Prime. And it's going to finish by May the 6th when they'll drop the last two episodes. There are a total of eight episodes. Okay. Well, it's cool. really I'll good. It's it really out. good. You should check it out. Amazon Prime Outer Range. Excellent. So the show I've got, so shout out again to Suzanne. And Suzanne always gives me grief for some of the shit that I watch and not liking some of the shit that she watches. And one day, I just happened to be flipping channels and I caught a show called Below Deck Sailing Yacht. My sister-in-law likes this show. And there are a, a couple of these uh, sail of, of below deck shows. I think there's below deck Mediterranean. There's the regular below decks or whatever it is. And it follows the lives of the crew who, you know, who run this sailing yacht in Mallorca oh. of all places. I mean, and it's a, and it's an international crew, some American, some Australian, blah, blah, blah. And they're all very pretty. Because, you know, why would you pay, you know, however much you're going to pay to rent this yacht for a week and watch me serve you food? But anyhow, <laughs> I have to say, I was watching it and, it and it just happened to be an episode where their yacht was running aground in a storm. And I was actually transfixed on this. And I don't know why. That would be interesting, I think. And it, and it was interesting to see a reality show have to deal with something extremely real, and it, and that's kind of rare. And so I got hooked on it. Oh. And I'll tell you what, it's fucking fascinating. And I don't know why, and I think I know why. It's fascinating because I want to have the money to afford to go to this yacht, and at the same time sort of party with the people who run this yacht. <laughs> And even though they get obliterated drunk and go and sleep in each other's bunk beds, and it's all just, you know, all that other kind of silly young drama. Yeah, yeah. But the show is really pretty to look at, and you really want to sail on that fucking boat. But anyway, so would I recommend it? If you're into reality shows, yes, I would, because Below Deck's uh, um, sailing yacht, very entertaining. It keeps you coming back, and I don't know why, because it's mindless television. 
But then again, so is HGTV, and I love HGTV. Yeah. yeah. And that's probably a little bit more contrived than, than Below Decks is. Yeah. HGTV for me is the flipping channels, land on it, go, oh, this is okay, and sitting and yeah. watching it. Not, it's not a go-to network for anything in particular for me. Yeah. So yeah. Below Decks is on Bravo. Uh, it looks like you can now watch it free on Peacock. Uh, oh. It says Hulu with a premium subscription. Okay. It's out there, so go check it out. Cool. What the what the fuck? What else? Why if you want to feel like you're on vacation, make yourself a margarita. Sit down and watch this shit for an hour. Okay. So my next one is a Korean drama. It's on Netflix. It's called 39. Now, I love female-led dramas, and this series is a slice-of-life female-led drama. It's got three longtime friends. They're all on the brink of turning 40, and their relationship with each other, as well as their family and friends and lovers and all that kind of thing. And they've been really close since high school, they supported each other through their college entrance exams, and one of them had their mom hospitalized with cancer, and they all took turns staying with mom overnight at the hospital, which I thought, which, you know, you would do that for your friend, and I love this kind of thing. There's not enough, I feel, like women-led dramas where the women are supporting each other as opposed to being catty with each other. Mm. And so I really like the story, even though it... It's got some really heavy stuff in there and really sad shit happening. And kind of, they don't totally focus on the sisterhood of these women. It's more like they're focusing on one of the women and how victimized she is by the world and blah, blah, blah. But overall, I really like the show. And I would highly recommend it for anybody who likes that kind of female-led slice-of-life type of thing about friends who've been friends forever and they've become your family okay yeah it's called called again 39 and it's on netflix gotcha so the next thing that i have is it's on uh what is this on it's on netflix and it is called chris tucker live Mm -hmm. so chris tucker the comedian most probably famous for movies like friday and the Rush Hour movies, uh, the very yeah, non that guy. the very non now PC movies, Rush Hour, mm-hmm. and I I didn't realize that this was old when I watched it. Uh, it's from 2015 actually, oh, but wow. I watched it because it was an hour and a half. Okay, and I felt like a little comedy. Yeah, and what I got was only a little comedy. Oh, boo! And I and and I don't know why it wasn't funny to me. I recognize there are certain bits of comedy that make me laugh out loud hysterically. There are the kind of there's the kind of comedy that I recognize is supposed to be humorous, so I kind of go, <laughs> kind of like the laughing equivalent of a golf clap or the opera clap. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the that wasn't funny at all, and I just kind of turned it off. Well, I was sort of in between the other two, those two. Hmm. So Chris Tucker, who is a brilliant person at imitating Michael Jackson, there is nobody imitating Michael Jackson like Chris Tucker because he was actually friends with Michael Jackson. But Chris Tucker's comedy reminds me of Eddie Murphy's comedy. And I can't watch Eddie Murphy's comedy now because not only is it so non-PC, it's not funny, 
but it's also racist and and you know anti-gay and and all of this and stuff that he acknowledges you know that's kind of old news but i can't watch it for that reason i'm not saying that chris tucker did that in his comedy bit but his delivery and his style was very reminiscent of eddie murphy And I felt it was almost a very passe way of doing comedy. So would I recommend this? I've got to say, nah. And, And not because I'm throwing shade at Chris Tucker, because I think Chris Tucker can be funny. But I would probably need to see a funnier comedy special. That's all, because... At least a a comedian like Dave Chappelle brings comedy into real life things. So he's giving you a humorous take on something very real. And he may make you think about it and you may disagree with him or agree with him. But sometimes his shit is funny and his show is fucking hysterical. So uh, Chris Tucker live, meh. Okay. There are other comedy specials on Netflix, but anyway. Okay. My next show is an eight-episode anthology series on Apple TV+. Plus. This is called Roar, and it tells stories of women in different emotional states. Um, and it's got this kind of like a Black Mirror vibe. So each episode has a pretty big-name star in it. Nicole Kidman, Issa Rae... Daniel Day Kim, Betty Gilpin, Alison Brie, Alfred Molina's in this. So in the first episode, which is called The Woman Who Slowly Disappeared, that one stars Issa Rae. And she's this famous author whose book is being made into a movie. And she comes to find that as she's talking to these movie planner executive guys, because she doesn't really like where they're, they're going with this, And they just kind of stare at her as if waiting for her to talk, even though she's been talking. And they're like, you know, we get it if you're like stunned and you can't think straight to talk. But so we'll just come back to this later. You go and think it over and let us know what you think. And she's like, but I've been talking. I'm still talking. They're like, okay. They they like act like she isn't saying a word, which is kind of weird. But as we know... Because the title of the episode is The Woman Who Slowly Disappeared. Yes, she's finding herself literally disappearing. And uh, so, and because they have these titles of each of these episodes that tell you exactly what's happening, it's not really a spoiler. It's more because these are half an hour episodes, it tells you so you know what's coming. So they don't have to work up to this or explain why this is happening or make you wonder is this really happening or not it's like telling you this is what's going to happen in this episode so you could focus on her feelings and her reactions and her state of mind rather than all that other stuff ah okay so some of the other episode titles are the woman who ate photographs which nicole kidman is in the woman who was put on a shelf the woman who was fed by a duck I've only seen the first two, which is The Woman Who Slowly Disappeared and The Woman Who Ate Photographs. And I really like these two. I think it might be a little... It, it's not everybody's cup of tea, I would say. Uh, I, as I was looking up stuff online, I saw an NPR headline saying that it, they really liked it. 
and a Rolling Stone headline that said, this is kind of crappy. So you can see how it's not for everybody. It's a little more highbrow, I would say, but it's also on Apple TV Plus, which kind of explains some of that. But is it higher brow, like Twilight Zone type stuff? It is, yeah, it's like Black Mirror, Twilight Zone. It's a little more in that kind of range, but it's got more feminist views and that kind of social commentary in it, I would say. Okay. Cool. But I really liked it. I thought it was really good. And I think you should, if you've got Apple TV Plus, go ahead and watch it. If you don't have, Apple TV Plus. Don't sign up just for this. Okay. Uh, sign up fair. for for any of the other things that are amazing on there, like the movie Coda. Coda. Yeah. Sign up for Coda. <laughs> sign up for Coda. And then get your. And then watch a few episodes of this to see if you like it. And definitively watch Mythic Quest and catch up on that Absolutely. shit on Apple TV Plus. You should be watching yeah. it. And Pachinko also. Yes. So the next thing I've got, I'm, I'm going to save my favorite thing for last. That's what I've done, too. Because I, I, I love doing that. It's like a really good dessert. So the next thing I got, because I was trying to watch one more thing before the show today. So at 9 a.m., I started watching Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond. And, and it just popped up in my feed for Netflix. And I thought... Is this brand new? Fuck it. I'll just watch it. I'll just hit play because it's, you know, an hour and a half long. It's from 2017. Okay. Not too old. And it is a documentary uh, using 100 hours of footage that Jim Carrey allowed to be shot when he was playing Andy Kaufman in the movie Man on the Moon. I think I've seen this. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got to say, Jim Carrey is a weird motherfucker. He is. I, I don't think he, but I also looked it up. The movie made me look up, you know, Jim Carrey, and he suffers from depression, it says. Okay, yeah. And I kind of get that. So when I say what I'm about to say, I am throwing no shade at a medical condition or a psychological condition or anything like that. But he does some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the older he's gotten the weirder he's gotten. But I also think that that's part and parcel with, you know, when he broke out on In Living Color, which is where I first saw him. Same. There there was no social media. There was none of this. So you only saw him one day a week, and then you saw him in The Mask, and you saw him in, in all these other movies. So that's how you were getting dribs and drabs of this hilarious guy. And now, thanks to social media and all that, you can see more and more of every celebrity and what makes them tick. Yeah. And this movie dives into the fact that he truly believes that Andy Kaufman, when he got the role, came to him and literally took over his body for the performance. And he because stayed he said he like would... that through, even when not filming, even when not on the set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even more so... There is another character that Andy Kaufman played that Jim Carrey played as if Andy Kaufman were playing him. Yes. Yes. I got to. So that, I'm watching that's this like. Vodka from Taxi, right? Yeah. That's. Yeah. yeah Jim Carrey played. Or no. I'm sorry. Andy, Andy Kaufman, Kaufman played, played vodka, vodka from Taxi. taxi. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And, and I'm watching this like, Fuck. Does somebody really need to go this method? If I were an actor, 
I would I wouldn't go method. I'm sorry. I would learn my lines. I would practice with the the other people in the scene and go. What's my motivation for this scene? All right. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny. You <laughs> bastards. You know, I would do that and go cut. All right, I'm Bill again and I'm good. Yeah. yeah. I I watching this. I well. If you want to see, if, if first of all, if you love Man on the Moon, you should probably watch this because it does give you a lot of insight into Jim Carrey's portrayal of Andy Kaufman. If you are a Jim Carrey fan, don't watch this because you are probably a Jim Carrey fan of his comedy movies. So I'll break it down like that. If you're a fan of Jim Carrey for his comedy movies like Dumb and Dumber, The Mask, that kind of stuff, no, because this ain't that. Mm. If you're a if you're a fan of Jim Carrey being in movies like The Truman Show, and and The Number Twenty Three, and and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, then yes, watch this, because you're watching an actor go really method. Okay. In, in his portrayal of Andy Kaufman. I just came away with this like, fuck. I I, I, I don't know if I want to watch Man on the Moon because I never saw it. I don't know if I've seen it. I know I've seen that documentary, but I don't know if I've seen the actual movie or not. Well, in so the movie, long. and I'll just say this because I know we're being quick today. Uh-huh. Andy Kaufman pissed off an actual wrestler Yes. way back in the 80s. Remember that? Yes. And the wrestler actually hit his ear so hard he caused tinnitus in his ear. Ooh. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Well, Jim Carrey, and, and, but supposedly later on in life, those two became friends. So they got the, the same wrestler to be in Man on the Moon. And Jim Carrey, as Andy Kaufman, pissed him off again so much that he attacked Jim Carrey. Yes, I remember this. And and I'm thinking, why would you do that? That's that. Uh, no, no, no. I'd rather pull a Tom Cruise hanging out of the side of a fucking airplane as it's taken off than than piss off a wrestler who could choke me to death. Yeah. yeah. But any hoosie, it is called Jim Carrey. Uh, and Jim, well, it's called Andy and me, or Jim and Andy: The Great <laughs> Beyond, and it's on Netflix. It's got a 92% Rotten Tomatoes, so I may be missing the boat. Maybe. But damn, it ain't that boat ain't below deck's meta, you know, sailing yacht, I'll tell you that much. And my final thing is a movie you can only see at the movie theater right now. It is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and it stars Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage, and it's amazing and it's fucking hysterical. So Nick Cage so is trying to dig himself out of debt and he's been offered a million dollars to attend the birthday party of this rich super fan who is played by Pedro Pascal. And he finally decides, fuck it, I'll go to this thing and get my money. He flies to this, the guy's Spanish fortress and then the wackiness ensues. There's like drug cartel bosses and kidnappings and Nicolas Cage is being himself to the nth degree 
and he sees his younger self and talks to his younger self, who he calls Nikki, and Pedro Pascal as like the super fanboy. Oh my god, he does this so amazingly well. It is fucking hysterical. It is so much fun. This is like the funnest of fun movies. If you absolutely hate everything about Nicolas Cage, you probably shouldn't see this <laughs> because you'll just be annoyed as hell because he is like being the memes of himself even. Mm-hmm. And But if you love Nicolas Cage and just his crazy wacko shit, you're going to love this movie. It looks so much fun. I can't it wait is. to see it. It is. It is the funnest, most entertaining, hysterical movie. And you, I now, because of this movie... I now need to see Paddington 2. Is he in Paddington 2? No. They talk about Paddington 2 being their most favorite movie. Uh, uh, Pedro <laughs> Pascal does. Pedro Pascal <laughs> says his most favorite, because they're talking about their favorite movies, and he's like, okay, so what's your most favorite movie of all time? Paddington 2. And Nicolas Cage is like, what the fuck? And he's like, no. You have you've never seen it? Well, we have to watch it. And then you see them crying their eyes out. Oh my god. <laughs> and I'm god. like, what? <laughs> what? And I Googled it and everybody's saying this is like it's you know, in the way that Godfather Two is better than the Godfather One. They're saying yeah. Paddington Two is better than Paddington One, which I'm wondering how much that's a thing. But now I need to see it because clearly this is some sort of a joke and everybody's in on it. Except for I... me, so now I need to watch Paddington 2. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. That was Dwight's reaction when I said, we're going to go home and watch Paddington 2. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see uh, uh, Massive Talent. I really can't wait to see it. Oh, man. It's so good. And it's only in theaters right Currently, now, Currently, right? it's only in theaters, yes. Okay. So the last thing that I have, I actually stumbled upon... And it's on Hulu. And I wanted to give a comedy a break. And I started watching this. And and the, the original uh, series began in 2020. It's a, it's a TV show called Woke. And, and the TV stars uh, Lamone Morris as a guy named Keith Knight. And he's a cartoonist of a very you know, like milk toast cartoon called Toast and Butter. And he is becoming a very successful cartoonist in a very whitewashed kind of world and all that until one day he is actually putting up a sign for his cartoon and he is bum-rushed by tons of police officers who have their guns drawn, their the whole bit. They throw him to the ground, they're handcuffing him the whole bit. And I was like, all right, because that struck home for me because even though I was never thrown to the ground or handcuffed or anything, I've been bum-rushed by a bunch of cops thinking I was one who robbed something. I've I've said this story actually on this show. And it was in Hyde Park, and and they said, well, do you want to know why? I said, yeah, I want to know why. And they said, well, somebody dressed like you robbed a Domino's pizza just now. And I'm like, okay, I get it. So I took off my my denim jacket that I was wearing at my t- at the time, and I walked straight the fuck home because I didn't want to get bum-rushed by more cops. Yeah. Well, a very similar thing but more harshly done happens to Keith in this TV show. And because of that, he becomes woke. 
And so he begins to see the world in a more biased way and how being black isn't a bad thing. And the comedy parts come in, not just because of the chemistry he has with his two roommates who are both doofuses, but lovable doofuses, but that what his inner voice is expressed by the marker that he uses. And he sees mouths move on 40-ounce beer containers, like, <laughs> uh-huh, you got to come drink me now. And, and, it's, and it's hysterical, but it is a commentary on what it is like to have a fresh outlook on the world that's always been there under his nose, but he chose to ignore. Mm -hmm. And that resonated with me also because everybody gets wrapped up in their lives. And, and, and I think back to a time before George Floyd where not that we were, you know, blind to racisms that were happening but George Floyd laid it bare nobody could ignore what happened and all of that is what's leading now to the fuckheads who are in Texas the fuckheads who are in Florida yeah banning books about race and not wanting to talk about race because nobody wants to talk about race now because you know well anyway I don't want to get on that soapbox mm -hmm. but Woke continues because he loses his mainstream success and he's still trying to navigate how he feels. So it's almost like watching him with PTSD navigate through all of this, but in a very humorous way. I love this show. And it's relevant because season two just dropped. Okay. So it is two seasons. The first one was always there since 2020. The second one just dropped. I love this show, and it it is my new shit, and I cannot wait to watch another episode of it. It's called Woke, and it is on Hulu. So we've got a ton of news. News and new stuff coming up for the month. News. News. All right. Oh, my God. Well, as always, thanks to, to David and you. Mm-hmm. Um, for digging up all this stuff that I never knew existed until you guys text me in the middle of the week like, what the fuck? And then I'm starting to get texts like, back. why is my phone blowing up? Well, <laughs> Avatar 2 title came out. And and all of this is from CinemaCon. And CinemaCon uh, used to be called Show West. And it, it's the thing for theater owners to go and be feted and fed and get goodie bags and see the celebrities talk about their shit. Well, this is, well, at CinemaCon, this is where Olivia Wilde got served custody yes. papers. Yes, I heard about that. And that is, oh my God. Wow, the person who decided that was the appropriate time to do that is kind of a dick. Kind of a dick. Mm -hmm. they, they are the dick of the month. Okay, then. And as we found out, it was not Jason Sudeikis. Oh, yeah. When you're telling, when you're serving papers, the person who's like the giver of the papers isn't the one that decides when and where. It's the person yeah. who, the actual clerk or whatever, that stands at your door and delivers them to you. It's they're the one yeah. who decide when and where. And Olivia Wilde is having her moment at CinemaCon. And someone comes up and slides an envelope onto the stage. And she stops her presentation and says, is that for me? 
And they say yes. And she has served papers. That is the ballsiest, dickiest move. Yeah, don't you have to sign for that too, though? Nope. You just have to be handed the paper. Oh, interesting. Because if you think about it, you know, you've just been served. You know, somebody could get violent. the person handing them to you is the that, is that the is witness. the confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, not to mention they have thousands of witnesses, and thanks to the internet. Well, yeah. At know. this particular one, yes. Okay. So any Damn. Yeah. So apparently, Avatar 2's title is called Avatar: The Way of Water. Blah. Huh. Huh. <laughs> And okay. I can't believe we're going to have Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. And how far was... apart will they be spaced since 1 and 2 okay. is how many years apart? Who cares? I, <laughs> I, I, I was never a fan of Avatar. You know, I, I wasn't I, really either. I thought, it, I, I thought James Cameron made tons of gold with Terminator and The Abyss and Aliens and Titanic and... And then when he made Avatar, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go see this. And it's just another fucking movie about colonialism taking over this alien world. And Unobtainium, you could have come up with a better title than that shit. And Destroying the Tree of Life. And fuck you, movie. Anyway. But we're going to get four more of them. Great. Yeah. So, there's that. Uh... What is this now? It looks like John Watts exits as director of the Fantastic Four movie. They were making a Fantastic Four movie? Uh, apparently. Okay. Okay. Uh, Space Force has been canceled by Netflix after two seasons. Yawn. Good, because that shit wasn't funny. I-, I couldn't even get through the first episode. It was just such trash. Ah, uh, it is trash. But Batwoman... And Legends of Tomorrow were both canceled by the CW. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Apparently, the CW is about to be sold to somebody. Oh, gotcha. And, um, yeah, it says Warner Brothers, Discovery, and Paramount Global are exploring a sale of the broadcaster with local TV station giant Nexstar. Hmm which has led to speculation that the network could uh, pare back its slate of scripted series. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but Batgirl and uh, what was the Legends, Legends of, of Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah, they're both gone. Eh, I didn't but really the biggest news, you, well, <laughs> you just gave me a bit of big news today. Big news. The Orville. The Orville is coming back. And it is, the new season is going to be called The Orville New Horizons. And if you haven't seen the three and a half minute trailer for this. Which totally feels like the beginning of an episode and the title sequence is what I thought. So that might be the sneak preview of it. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you it is. Mm Mm-hmm. I bet you we just saw the you know the you just opening of sent a me the, yeah. the opening uh, the opening of the new season yeah. to establish where the fuck we are. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the season will probably be how we got there. Yeah, if you remember at the end of last season, that one robot guy that was uh, a member of the crew whose name I cannot remember the robot's name. 
they said it in the trailer, and I can't remember it either. Yeah, but okay. I don't remember. Um, like he, they, he thought he was the only one, but it turns out there's a whole planet of him. Yep. And he was, he's like gotten some kind of more sympathetic emotions or something, while the rest of them are like conquer the universe type of feeling. And so that yeah. looked like it was either him or someone pretending or a different robot pretending to be him in that opening. And I remember in the because it's been two years since I've watched. I feel the like Orville. it's been forever, yeah. Um, but a very good test of your subwoofer if you have one. Yes. But Ooh. in the episode, the character that's on the Orville has blue eyes, where the other planetary ones I think have red eyes yes, or something like that. Yes, but you saw in that opening he had the blue eyes, and then and then they turn all your eye. So if you're a fan of the Orville, get ready and buckle up because you're going to get a really good. You know, little jolt. There. Yeah, you should look look up that trailer because it's got some good like spacey battle shit going on in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Or as Patty reviews, it's it's good shits or what what what's your favorite some review? Damn good line? shit. It's some damn good shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the last thing that was sent was this this guide to two, uh, 2022 TV premiere dates. Yes, I have Holy a, f- fuck. Four, a few of them that I wanted to call out from that list. Go ahead. All right. Because there are a lot of them. So the first one, it, this lands May 1st on Showtime. It's a new se- series by NSL, SNL alums Vanessa Bayer and Molly Shannon. They're also the creators and producers of it. So Bayer stars as an aspiring shopping channel host who lies about saying she says her childhood cancer has returned so that she can keep her job. It's called I Love That For You, and it's on Showtime. Mm-hmm. That looks like it could be pretty good. Um, Netflix on May the 4th is going to drop a new documentary called Meltdown Three Mile Island. If you don't know about the Three Mile Island accident, well, it's a partial meltdown of the Three Mile Island Unit 2 reactor in Pennsylvania. And it happened on March 28th in 1979 and is the most significant accident in a U.S. commercial nuclear power plant history. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next one is on May the 5th. Mike Myers returns in a spin-off of the 1993 movie called So I Married an Axe Murderer. Oh, no way. It also stars Keegan-Michael Key, Ken Jeong, Debbie Mazar? Mazar? Mazar. Mazar. I didn't even get that right. And Jennifer Saunders. So the premise of this thing, it's based What's on- it called? A, it's called? Oh, pardon me. It's called The Penta Verite. So the premise is the series is based on a joke from So I Married an Axe Murderer. Um, Myers, who played Stuart McKenzie, who is the dad of the main character of the movie, in one little scene, uh, our guy Stuart and his friend Tony go to dad's house and dad tells Tony about this well-known secret society made up of the five wealthiest men in the world as the Pentaverites. These three men, these men and the society, they run every event in the world and control the newspaper. And triannually, they meet up at a secret country mansion in Colorado. And he goes into detail explaining that these elite members include the Queen of England, the Vatican, the Gettys, 
the Rothschild family and Colonel Sanders. And then he goes into this rant about Colonel Sanders and commercial chicken chemicals. Um, it, it just sounds so ridiculous. And the, the, the trailer is even more ridiculous because Mike Myers is playing like 20 people in this show. <laughs> and if you've never seen So I Married an Axe Murderer, you totally need to. If you've got stars, you can watch it on stars. Otherwise, you rent it for like $4 online. I haven't seen that movie in, what, 20 oh my God, years? It's been, yeah, it's been like since 95 or something since I last watched that. Yeah. But the, it, the he took this little piece from that movie and turned it into a whole series. I think it's only, it's, I think it's like a mini series or something like that. It's got like six or seven episodes. It looks really fun. Uh, the last show that I wanted to call out, it premieres on May the 20th on Amazon Prime. It's called Night Sky. This one stars Sissy Spacek and J.K. Simmons. They're a married mm. couple who years ago discovered this chamber on their property that inexplicably leads to a strange deserted planet. And they've carefully guarded this secret ever since they discovered it. But then some guy enters their lives and everything goes wrong. This trailer looked really fucking cool, too. And what's it called? It's called Night Sky. Also, just to mention quickly, The Time Traveler's Wife is being turned into a series for HBO. Of course it is. Yeah. And then they mentioned Obi-Wan Kenobi, May 27th. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. And... And the season premiere of the new Stranger Things, also on May twenty seventh. Oh, 27th. right, right. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of shit coming up. Yeah, I just I wanted mean, to call it the new shows, the brand new shows. I want to see. All right, not that I am a fan of any of these shows because I think they all star the same woman dressed up in different outfits, and they CGI are <laughs> all the Real Housewives of oh, series. Yeah, they're all coming Ju- back for a new season. June 1st, the series premiere of The Real Housewives of Dubai. Oh, fancy. And uber rich. Oh, God. I no. mean, these bitches here think that they're rich? Hell no. Dubai's got, got that oil money. Yeah. So I kind of want to see that, just to, just to see it. Uh, June 3rd, the season premiere of The Boys, which I really need to catch up on. Uh, Miss Marvel. Yeah, June 8th is the premiere of Miss Marvel on Disney+. Plus. Um, The season premiere of Evil on Paramount Plus happens on June the 12th. I've fallen behind on that one. I need to catch up. Yeah, I I need to start watching that. Oh, that's a damn good show. That is a damn good show. Yeah. Ooh, and June 22nd, the season premiere of The Umbrella Academy. Oh, finally. Season three. Oh, yeah, HBO finally. Max has a documentary, Menudo, Forever Young. <laughs> oh, I used to... <laughs> <laughs> love it. I might actually watch it. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Oh, and July 14th, the series premiere of Resident Evil. Oh, yeah, they're Netflix. turning that into a series. Interesting. They sure are. All right, well... Oh, and and last one, and I promise it'll be the last one. The series premiere on September the second of Lord of the Rings: The Rings of Power on Ooh. Amazon Prime. So all of it, there's there's a ton of shit 
There's way more shit than we will probably ever watch. Seriously. But yeah, it's all coming. It all. Right. And it's all coming this summer. It's it's a matter of who shouts the loudest with the biggest advertising budget. That's right. Yeah. You know? And then and then from there, it's what the algorithms in those particular platforms feed to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, there's a bunch of stuff that I, I like. I know I saw something about this. Why can't I find it? Right. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Folks, I, I don't even know what to ask you to write us about, but I'm just going to say this. Log on to the watchlistpod.com, click on that contact us button, engage with us on social media. What TV show can you not wait for? I mean, mm-hmm. that you actually set aside time with your, with your what, what was it, something, something international coffee? <laughs> General Foods International <laughs> General coffees. Foods International coffees. And you sit back <laughs> and you kick your feet up and you got a robe on and, and you're just sitting there and go, ah, it's time for My blank. stories are on. Be quiet My over story. there. <laughs> Don't even fucking mess with me because I used to watch all my children in Days of oh, Our I Lives. Oh, I totally watched them too. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Days of Days of Our Lives was my shit, and I watched all my children as a at, you know as the lead into Days of Our Lives because <laughs> yeah. that came on yeah. at one. I oh my god, John Black. Anyway, <laughs> used to love me some Days of Our Lives and all my children, mm-hmm. and I and I don't know why. <laughs> Any hoosie. Yes. All right. Well, well, we got a lot in on our we show did. today. We did. And we managed to fit it in under an hour. Under an hour. Although I expected us to be much quicker than that. No, I figured once we got to the news, we would ch- chat about that kind of thing. So when we're in syndication, there, there yes. is one thing, and I, and I will leave us with this. There's one thing that Jim Carrey did that I, that I absolutely agree with. He wrote himself a check when he was younger for $10 million. And he was on the Oprah show telling the story of how the first time he actually got paid $10 million and he could cash his own check. Wow. Because he visualized him being that much of a success. Mm. So when I say this, I mean this wholeheartedly. When we get sponsorship and when, when we get tens of thousands of listeners... And they take our advice and they watch it. And we become the movers and shakers who get to go to CinemaCon because yeah. we need to find out the newest shit. And we're broadcasting live from there, by the way, which And then is we're, great. we're invited to every upfront that exists. Yes. Oh, God. Did my dog just fall down on something? <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm going to need You're to go You're ruining the vis- visualization here, man. I know. Well, I'm sorry, but now I'm visualizing my fucking dog dying don't, because because she fell because she fell off of something. Oh my god! The visualizer but anyway. standing up, going whoa, and then moving on. Uh, oh no, we're okay. Hi, Chewy. Oh, it was just you. B has already been up here. My God, I don't pay attention. You could anyway. Do. So. Going back to the visual yes. visualization, when we have tens of thousands of listeners and we are highfalutin. Oh, I can't wait for that date. Mm-hmm. But in pre-visualization, I hope all of our 23 listeners know how much we appreciate them. Yeah. And they are the seed from which our show will grow. I hope so. I hope, I they, hope so, too. They, they need to spread the word. 
Yes. And I told you friends, and they told you friends, and so on. And so on, and, and so, so on. And, and again, will if get you are this n- joke at all. And if you do, <laughs> thank you for being as old as we are. Exactly. We're older. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and and seriously, people, just listen to our show and tell a friend to go listen to it. Please, Pretty please. Please, 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 please help us live our dream of just doing our jobs in our pajamas. Yes. That's all we ask. Everybody have a wonderful week. Thank you for spending time with us. Is our show going to be an hour when we're syndicated? Like an hour every day or half an hour every day? I don't know. We'll have to visualize that. We'll figure that out drinking our international coffee. Mm -hmm. All right. Everybody take care. Have a wonderful week, and we will chat with you again soon. Okay, Okay, bye. bye.